Hello, friends. Welcome once again to SJW, Social Justice Weirdos, the podcast that looks at important issues through kind of a sideways lens. I'm Charlie McCorn. I use they, them, their pronouns. And I am Lenny Peppers. She, her, hers. Lenny, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm putting on an Indigenous Film Festival this week, and we are doing horror films, or at least films with horror themes in them. Ooh. Uh, Blood Quantum and oh, that movie's great oh yeah shout out to blood quantum uh angelique's isle which is not a horror film but it has horror elements that are very mm, like the shining-esque oh i see so i'm going a little insane this week putting that on <laughs> well you're doing a great job and thank you so much for sharing the, the the world of horror and especially diverse horror, which I think the world needs more of. Yes, absolutely. So uh, jumping right in today, yeah. I am super excited to talk a little bit about Native American spirits and spirit guides in American seances in the 1800s. Oh, this is okay. So speaking of diverse horror, I think. I think we're there. I am. I know nothing. I mean, I know a general amount about seances. Uh, that's really about it. So I am. I am very excited to get into this this topic today. Okay. So how about before I jump in, you talk a little bit about seances and what you know about them? Well, I think largely the idea of, of people having the ability to speak to spirits uh, dates back throughout sort of the, the the length and breadth of of human history. Obviously, we have great words like necromancer, which today is mm, kind of a loaded word, but it really just means someone that could talk to the dead, someone that could like get information from the dead. I mostly know uh, seances, and I don't want to come off as like being um, too short with some of these things, but it's mostly scams to build people out of money. Like largely, the history of seances, I think, has largely been an exploitative industry. Not saying that it doesn't maybe help some actual people. Boy, I'm dancing around this. I don't know where I fall on this particular <laughs> subject. I'm trying to just be that perfect centralist, you know? Like, you know, both sides have it okay. And I know some of the tricks. Like, I, I, I used to be, um, I used to work as a magician. And so some of the tricks that I, I learned and some of the illusions, some of the things were sort of developed by uh, by uh, by mediums uh, and and seances. Uh, hey, did you hear about the, uh, the, the, the very... Uh, short psychic that broke out of prison no they were a small medium at large oh my gosh that that is amazing <laughs> i heard that um boy i heard that from someone else i'm sorry i'm not crediting whoever it was but that was a good joke whoever it was oh yeah totally so that's sort of the the, the larger points that i guess that i know i like when i picture a seance i'm picturing like arthur conan doyle like foiling some like uh, some sort of ruse or rapscallion in like gaslit London. Like I'm kind of picturing that and maybe a little bit of what's kind of like come through like osmosis uh, through uh, like horror films and things. Uh, last year, you and I were in uh, the abandoned old Montana prison in Deer Lodge. It wasn't really a seance, but we had a spirit board and a ghost detector and that was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, totally. And when we were telling jokes, that thing was lighting up. Yeah, that's that's exciting. We should probably I should probably edit that. We should probably get that edited at some point. Oh yeah, totally. I I want to see that. That is awesome. I'm. It was like probably one of the most fun things in my entire life. Same. 
one time, um, about a year ago, I went to um, Buffalo, New York, and I ran into Wes Sudi at the airport. Oh, wow. And uh, we went out and hung out outside, and we were smoking cigarettes. And I told him all about the whole, like, jokes for ghosts thing. And he was all about it. They did something similar where his band played for, like... Oh, wow. Something. And so he thought that that was really cool and hilarious. Awesome. All right. So what do you have? What do you got for seances with us? And and how how do they intersect with the history of indigenous peoples? And social justice. And social justice. So in the mid-19th century, uh, seances were especially popular and... Um, people would just get together after dinner and, you know, just have like a little after dinner seance. Oh, so things haven't changed all that much since this time period. Like, I'm still just like finishing up my my impossible whopper. And they're like, you know what I want to do? Talk to a ghost. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, and whoppers make me want to talk to ghosts anyway, especially the impossible ones. Yeah, thanks to whoppers, I will probably be talking to ghosts sooner rather than later. <laughs> or, or, yeah. Humans will be talking to you. I don't know. Um, so 1700s, but the uh, majority of the people that were speaking to natives specifically were like kind of rich or upper class, um, kind of like white women who would get together and they would start speaking to they would, they would use Native Americans as like their spirit guide, their guide into the spirit world. They didn't have their, they didn't have, I'm sorry, as, as, as a white woman, we don't have our own ghosts. Like we, we couldn't have pulled our own ghost to do that. Well, there, at the time there was like a dialogue going on where we were like just a hundred years earlier, we had become America and there was like this dialogue of like, that you can see in like presidential speeches and in other like historical speeches where the Native Americans are being mentioning mentioned as like this dying race. Oh, geez. Uh, disappearing people. And we became a part of the Native American like historical story. Like, oh, you know, that was terrible and we feel so bad about this. But but manifest destiny, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, and, and let's make the best of this land that 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 we have been given. Uh, that's what the that's what the speeches say. That's not what I'm saying. Oh my god, we were such a piece of shit. Like like <laughs> Oh like oh hey, so this dying race no idea of like, you know, we're the ones that are that did it, but you know, we have the land now and now we're gonna take their ghosts and put them to work. And, like, right before this happened, we had had, like, the Trail of Tears. The removal um, policies had, like, just, like, kind of started wrapping up, like, that era. And so they were like, oh, my gosh, this is infuriating. Look what's happening to these people. And so what started happening was suddenly when they would do these seances, Native American spirits would pop up. And the interesting thing about them is, like, these spirits were extremely political. Really? Like, the, the ghost popped up and was like, I'll take you to the spirit land, but oh my god, you're on stolen land right now. 
no they would be like i'm going to take you to the spirit realm but like like look at what's happening to my people basically oh wow and so these women decided to like start like getting together and like trying to make changes for like the like the natives that were left we want all of these natives to like that are left behind who have not yet vanished to exist in our world with us and um in order to do that they have to assimilate and so let's advocate for all of the native children to go to schools oh my goodness assimilation policies and stuff like that and so these women started like pushing for as like friends of the indians uh pushing for like native reform and religious reform to like help push us into um an assimilated world where everybody could live together peacefully how fucking terrible i mean okay one (laughs) i i have several thoughts um how terrible to to be in one of these these terrible boarding schools where we know horrible horrendous terrible torturous things happened to native kids yeah my grandparents uh, or my um let's see great great grandparents went there my Grandpa was sent when he was five, and by the time he was, I believe, eight, he had run away five times. We're located in Montana. They sent him to Carlisle Indian School in Pennsylvania. Oh, my goodness. um, So he had tried to run from Pennsylvania to back to Montana five different times and was labeled as a bad. I I can't believe... Like, I, like, like that first day, like sitting in class, it's like, all right, hey, kids, no one's happy about this, but ghost told my great aunt that that's why we need to be here. So let's listen to the ghosts. That is, that is so crazy. Yeah. I, like, at first I was like, oh, the ghosts were like, ooh, we need to help the indigenous. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Like, no, let's, let's assimilate them. Oh my God. Well, the other part, the other reason why was because like there was some like really, really racist like stereotypes with, um, by the time the 19th century came around. Yeah, like the stereotype that white women listen to ghosts after dinner. <laughs> they like really wanted to justify like this idea, like this ideological real Indian uh, in their own minds. And so these... Um, spirit guides really often tended to like follow the stereotypes of the time so that way they could show that this is the way natives are and I know because I have a dead native friend (laughs) (laughs) oh it was it's okay for me to be racist one of my closest dead friends is native is it kind of that thing yeah exactly (laughs) geez louise oh my god uh, and a lot of these, like, spirit guides actually took, like, the forms of, like, famous chiefs. And then also some of the actual spirit guides themselves became famous because of uh, because of it. And so there have been, like, books written with, like, sections about, like, specific native chiefs and stuff throughout history. And so, yeah, that's... That is... I'm, I'm sorry, my jaw is on the, on the ground... Uh, so, so who are some of these famous ghosts? There's like Little Plum, 
he's he's like the typical native like stereotype he dressed in buckskin and a lot of these a lot of these natives were like plains indians like they looked like plains indians but in addition to that um some of them spoke like little plum he spoke mock pigeon that was that was my question like are they were so they they were not like like speaking English, like they didn't have to have someone translate from from the languages of the of the Indians of the East. No, they spoke English. Um, like he he spoke like pigeon speak like me come to tell you. Oh That's my god! Yeah. And and then some of them were also like very like Longfellow esque. Like they were straight from like the song of Hiawatha. Like they were <laughs> all poetic and you know and so it really depended on what the um, spiritualist idea of a native was at that time. And uh, there was even one who would like show up and he was like this big muscular, like native dude. And he would allow, and I'm not sure how this was, I'm not quite sure how this worked, but he would allow all of these like early to middle-aged like white women to feel his muscles and like really it was kind of, slightly sexual like his appearance to these women yeah you know what as soon as you said that he was full of muscles i suddenly understood why this was so popular with white women after dinner yeah like like they're it's like you know let's all i wish i wish i had enough girlfriends that we could all like all right hey it's after dinner let's sit in a circle and imagine touching a muscular uh minority like (laughs) like, I, i get it now i see why they were doing it now it's yeah no, no, sweetie. It's just a seance. No, we're just imagining a ghost. No, we're just talking to a spirit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, one of the people, one of the women actually asked, like, why do so many, like, natives appear to, you know, us in the spirit realm? And, like, one of the native spirits uh, said that he, because natives are more in touch with the earth and can, like... <laughs> That they're able to, like, walk between the two planes more easily than other spirits. Oh, my goodness. Why? Tell me, tell me, spirit, how did you get so, so muscly? Like, how did you, (laughs) how many push-ups can you do? Tell me that, spirit. Which is really weird because, like, when, I mean, my parents are, like, ranchers and native. And, Mm -hmm. um, like, historically, like... Being kind of lanky and lean, not really super muscly. So I'm not sure where like this big muscly Indian like trope came from. Like mm, definitely from these white women sitting around with an old timey spirit board. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we don't have we don't have Pornhub. We we certainly don't have Tumblr, so so I guess we're actually gonna make do with our after our dinner parties, we're always sit around uh, pretending to speak to a super yoked Indian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other chiefs like Tecumseh, Osceola, like would come in and talk to them and they talk to them about nature and they talk to them about other stuff. But it kind of like signified like a radical dissension from the government policy of the day. Like they saw um, wounded knee had happened mm-hmm. and they saw that the battle of little bighorn had happened and they saw the removal of 
like over like the course of like many years and so they were seeing all of these terrible things happening and they were like this is not okay this is wrong and so like to put it in context of like today's time it would be like um spiritualists seeing uh immigrant people and being like they want this like their spirits say so I saw I saw a ghost last night of an incredibly just jacked immigrant just coming over and just just in his just strong arms. He pointed down at me and said, you must make the world a better place. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Oh, my God. So basically wealthy do-gooders thinking that they were doing good, but really doing much more bad things. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm still just agog at all of this. Yeah. So that's all I have on this specific topic for now. I would love to revisit it in the future. Uh, I'm actually covering this um, for some other stuff that I'm writing, and so I know that I'm going to come across like way more research on it and be able to talk a little bit more in depth on it in the future. I am just kind of blown away. So was, so aside from like the, the forced assimilation of, of native peoples, like, did these ghosts have any other alter, like ulterior motive? It was it, was it like your mother loves you? She's here and I can see her. So that's the medium speaking. I wasn't doing a voice there. That's the, that's the medium speaking. Um, so they would like, like help, like guide them to other like spirits through the spirit realm um and so yeah they would definitely like were also just kind of in the background of this other stuff that was happening i am i'm sorry to keep saying it but this is just shocking to me this is the thing is is like this isn't even like like before i even knew that this was a thing um, I would like, I love to talk to like just people who are at like events. So I would go talk to like white people at powwows and be like, you know, how's it going? How are you guys liking it? What brought you here? And like the amount of people who said things to me, like I dreamed that a Cheyenne Indian appeared at the foot of my bed and told me that I needed to come here, you know, <laughs> and like to have like these spirit guidey things like happen to them. I was always like, why is it always a Cheyenne Indian? Why is it always like appearing to them in a dream? And why do they always follow through on this? Like, why is it so powerful to them that they actually follow through and come, come to the reservation to go to powwows and stuff like that? It's white people. Like, why is it always white people? Like, I would feel that if there was any kind of spiritual guide leading for a sense of you know, inclusion and unity, let's let's just, like, let the white people do their thing. Like, not saying that we can't all, you know, come together to find common ground and figure shit out, but d- what are these ghosts doing? Well... In addition to that, like, I once had somebody contact me on the internet. They they said the same thing that a Native American, specifically Cheyenne spirit, had come to them in their dreams. 
And so now they like completely honor like Native American culture. And so they were like, my birthday's next week. I'm going to have a Native American themed birthday. And I was like, oh my God, no, don't do that. So the next week they send me pictures of them dressed as cavemen, not Native American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they were just like, <laughs> look at us respecting your culture. And I was like, those are cavemen. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> you know, why? That's a good point. Why don't we just start seeing like ghosts of like ancient people? Like Cro Magman, like coming back, talking to us, and whatever. I mean, whatever bullshit language the cave people spoke in. Yeah. And, and. All like people who aren't white speak in pigeon tongue or pigeon oh. speak. <laughs> Once people of color die, they lose their ability to communicate anything else except for. Oh, yeah. The fact that they were most likely bilingual or multilingual doesn't make any difference. It, they just suddenly can only speak in, yeah. Do, now this is kind of tangentially related. Do you remember when we, you and I were out yard sailing like many years ago and we overheard the people who were running the yard sale talking about their spirit animal party? Yes. Oh, I was so mad, but at the same time, completely fascinated. And so I remember like standing there and it was me, you and Destiny. Yes. Our friend Destiny. And we were, I was, I remember like circling in and like looking at like the, the costumes that they were sitting there making and they're all sitting in a circle and they're like, we're having what's your spirit animal and i was like i have a real spirit animal that uh, <laughs> that was given to me when i got my indian name <laughs> and they were like oh well we're all getting our spirit animals tonight and now i'm worried that maybe i gave them also the idea to get indian names that night <laughs> yeah a bunch of a bunch of like mid-20s yoga pants wearers walking around like no this lady at the yard sale to said that we should totally do this <laughs> And they invited us. They're like, why don't you come along? Dress as your spirit animal. And I was like, maybe. And I get <laughs> Destiny to go with me that night. I love, I just want to say that I know that the the, the history of oppression is a long and, and, and painful one. But I am glad that white women have, have reached a point where they're no longer talking, you know, doing terrible things in the names of what, of what indigenous ghosts told them. And are now just like, oh, a lady at a yard sale told me I should do this. Yeah, I mean, ghosts. Don't, maybe I'll just start appearing at people's beds at night and being like, yeah. "Hey, vote for me." <laughs> <laughs> I like that your ghost is very non-political. Non I, I, I like the real centrist ghost. ghost. <laughs> no, mine would be told. Uh, this isn't even a ghost. This is just me. I'm just going to like start picking houses in a appearing at their beds in full regalia in the middle of the night and being like, ooh, vote for blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, fascinating topic today. Thank you so much for your research. Thanks so much for, for, for telling me about that. I am blown away and furtherly more embarrassed by, by my race and, and gender. Um, well, you are welcome. And it was my pleasure. What are we talking about next week? Next week is kind of a continuation of what we talked about last week. Uh, I mentioned briefly the stand-up comedian Ray Bourbon. 
And I think I'm going to do a deep dive into the history of of this incredible weirdo from from history. I'm super stoked. I was hoping that you're going to do Ray Bourbon. Yeah, here's one quick fact to tie us over. Ray Bourbon in their life had been arrested for both impersonating a woman and impersonating a man. <laughs> what? We'll get to that next week. Okay. We'll get to that next week. I cannot wait. Okay. So this has been Social Justice Weirdos. I am Lenny Peppers. I'm Charlie McCorn. And remember, change the world. If you can't do that, throw a brick. <laughs> <laughs>